You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, February 18th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We have a lot of lockout updates. Let me tell you, we have a lot of lockout updates, and that's what most of the show is going to be about. We might do a little bit of fun. We are going to drop a teaser at the end for a future episode. Uh, We might do a little bit of fun stuff at the end if the lockout updates don't take up the whole half hour, but for the most part, this is going to be a lockout update heavy show because there are a ton of lockout updates today. So let's get right into it. We start off The note that yesterday on Thursday uh, that the players and owners would be meeting. And first news we get, they're heading into the boardroom. And then it's not, I don't think boardroom is the right word, but you get my point. And then we are told that the total meeting lasted 15 minutes. Think about all the things you do on a day-to-day basis that last longer than 15 minutes. What, when you were cooking dinner last night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, were you like, man, this, <laughs> like, like th- th- this dinner literally lasted longer than Major League Baseball and the Players Union who are debating and negotiated millions and, and, and are worth billions. My dinner lasted longer than the, the meeting between those two entities. My drive to work this morning lasted longer than those two meetings, than that one meeting, than those two meeting each other. Absolutely fascinating development. So today was the the player's turn to offer their proposal for the CBA. There was belief, apparently, that the owners would look at it, maybe go back and, and meet with more of their guys, then come back and say what was wrong with it. And apparently, they pretty much just left. They pretty much just looked at the offer and went, this is absolute garbage. We're out of this. We are out of this piece. Don't don't even, we're not, don't let the door hit you on the way out. We're gone. And they just dipped in 15 minutes. So that was the labor negotiations for Thursday, February 17th. It was 15 minutes long. Unbelievable. Okay. Then afterwards, after uh, that settles down a little bit, people were very upset. I am people uh, were very upset at the fact that it only lasted 15 minutes. Then a lot more information starts coming out about what was offered on the player side and what the owner's rebuttals are. A lot more information, more information than we've gotten our hands on in, in quite a while. Okay. For starters. The big thing continues to be luxury tax. That continues to be one of the biggest obstacles that these two teams have to overcome. Two teams, two sides have to overcome. Okay. So the luxury tax, a, there, there's no salary cap in baseball, but there's a luxury tax so that if, if your team 
If your player expenses are over X number, then you are basically charged, billed, taxed. That's it's literally called luxury tax, dude. How am I that stupid? How did why did I, uh, unbelievable move by me there? I I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so you get taxed more for the dollar once you go over that luxury tax. Anybody can go over it. And you can go as high over it as you want, but there's there's different tiers, and then if, if you're X amount over it, you're taxed even more, and then even more, and then even more. So like the Dodgers are are perpetually over the luxury tax. They are consistently year in and year out over the luxury tax. The Angels usually flirt with it. The Yankees are usually at or above it. Uh, the Mets, since Cohen took over, ha- have been at or above it. Um, th- th- those top playing teams that, that you expect, the Tigers used to be at or above it back in the Mike days, uh, but are, are certainly not anywhere close to it in, in the Chris days and have been nowhere close to it at any point in his tenure. Um, so that continues to be one of the biggest obstacles because the players, first off, if, you, or if you're thinking, oh, well, like is a salary cap possible? Absolutely not. The, the players would, would never, ever in a million years agree to a salary cap. Uh, there hasn't been a salary cap, and, and that's not something that will ever happen. And the owners are not even trying to push for that. So we can just eliminate that right away. But the luxury tax is, it, I mean, it makes sense, right? It makes sense to have that. And, and the players want as much free reign for their clients, which again are the players to be paid as much as possible. And the owners would in a perfect world, like to spend as little as possible. So that luxury tax number is, is very much one of the biggest issues that is, uh, continuing to be discussed and, and appears to be one of the bigger hurdles that has to be overcome going forward. Okay. The other big thing that came out of today was arbitration. The players officially dropped entirely their proposal to have players go to arbitration after their second year, right? Pre-arb right now is your first three years. They completely eliminated and and uh, they wanted to move that up a year so that younger players could get paid sooner. They completely ditched that idea. However, in the incentive pool, which is we kind of talked about this on previous shows, but the incentive pool is a is a big pool of money with a with a whole hell of a lot of cash in it, and it incentivizes those players that are in pre arb to get bonuses based on their performance. So the players basically looked and said, "You know what? You don't want to give us arbitration a year earlier. That's fine. We'll concede that. However, we want a crap ton of money in a pool." So that if somebody in pre-arb makes an all-star game or wins an MVP or wins a Cy Young or a rookie of the year or whatever, we want them to get incentivized. It's not fair to have, you know, top prospects in all of baseball that just came up like young superstars that aren't even at arbitration yet getting paid like 600 K a year. So they want Originally, and in most of this lockout, it has been 100 to $110 million of a player pool to incentivize those pre-R players. Today, they raised that to 115 
because they completely cut out the idea of arbitration getting moved up or back, I guess you would say, a year. The owners have been in agreement, I guess, technically, with this pool idea. Uh, the player, the, the owners, their offer has been for a $10 million pool. And they raised it to 15. So they are $100 million off on the size of the pool to award pre-arbitration players with some incentives. That is, I don't have to tell you how far away that is. Okay, they're very far apart on that issue. They're very far apart on still a lot of issues, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll get into all that after I tell y'all about Built Bar. This is the time of year where many people have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not this year. If your resolution is to eat right, you're sticking to it. And that's thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because everybody actually enjoys eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. They're going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Right, Built Bar contains 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you scroll down to the macros chart on the website, you'll be blown away, especially when you compare them to candy bars, which usually have about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. It's phenomenal. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and good for you every time. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two of Locked On Red Wings. Thanks for making... Red Wings? Really? I'm getting my jobs mixed up. The Wings just got a big win in Madison Square Garden at the time of this recording. I'm recording right after the Wings game. Thank you for listening to Locked On Tigers, making Locked On Tigers or Red Wings your first or second listens every day. Um, Okay, so we're, we're doing a lockout update as we've come accustomed to. I really wish... That that we had some some Tigers news or or you know more stuff to to discuss, y'all. I I really really do. But this is by far the biggest news in baseball and in the Tigers organization. So you're gonna keep getting these updates as they keep rolling uh, because that's 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 what I get paid to do, man. I I, I really wish I, I I long for the day, the days. Uh, of, of the past when we had consistent Tiger stuff to talk about. And I cannot wait for those days to come back and they will come back. But for now, this is where we're at. So thanks for that. You know, we're all putting up with this and, uh, and thank you for continuing to, to come back here for, to, to support me and, and to support the, the show and, 
and to uh, and, and all that. So I I'm hope that <laughs> I hope that these are not just hitting up running into a brick wall over and over. I'm trying to bring something new to all these updates. I'm trying to update you with new information as best I can. Um, but it's, it's, it's not fun for anybody. So thank you for continuing to rock with me for real. It, it, it means a lot with the lockout. Next update we have, we discussed the luxury tax. We discussed arbitration. The next update we have is minimum salary, uh, minimum salary. MLB wants it at 630 K. The players union have started off at a million. At the beginning of this, they said the the lowest contract you will be allowed to give out to Major League Baseball players is a million dollars a year. And they have since gone down quite a bit. The owners have also gone up quite a bit. That actually, there's at least movement, semi-movement in that one uh, on, on a meeting-to-meeting basis. Now, it's at a snail's pace, but the players' union is down to 775 k of a minimum contract. This one is also a really big one. I, I don't see the players really folding and going down to that anywhere below 750, honestly. Uh, th- this is something that the players are super passionate about, and in my opinion, they have every right to be. Major League Baseball is a, a sport that has no salary cap and yet has consistently one of the lowest uh, minimum guaranteed salaries that there are. And MLB's offer of 630K would maintain them across the, the four major sports in the bottom two or potentially the bottom one of minimum salaries across sports. So in a sport where there is so much money going around and where the top players are paid so much, uh, it's, it's baseball lately has, had, I guess not lately, it's not really a new thing. But it's kind of like being a magician. And and hear me out when it comes to money. Okay. Do you know of any like magicians that make like 50K a year? No, you don't. You know of all the huge ones. And you've got your one buddy that was, was your college roommate for a year. That you kind of fell out of touch with. that That is now trying to become one. And, and he makes $13 a show when he's playing at kids' birthday parties. There's no in-between, right? You're either really struggling and you're, and you're really small, or you are Chris Angel and, or, or, or that dude from America's Got Talent, and you're, and you're just a multi-multi-millionaire magician. There's no magicians out there making, making 70 k a year after taxes. You know what I'm saying? That that's what I that's what baseball is is like. Now I'm not gonna come on here and say that 630k is not a lot of money. I am very aware that that is very well off and and that is very very nice to be able to get paid that much money to play a kid's game. That's not my point. But in a sport that has so much money and that sees players get paid so much, I think the bigger thing for me is the minor league players. And that's become a huge issue over the last 24, 48 hours. I guess maybe closer to 72 when you're listening to this. Because a lot of former minor league players and current minor league players are starting to speak out. And people are starting to realize how horrible minor league players have been treated and compensated. 
We're talking about like seven dudes living in a in a two room apartment, uh, not having money for food, sleeping on on kitchen floors in sleeping bags because there, there's not enough rooms and beds for everybody in there to get. Now, if you're drafted in the first couple of rounds, you get the you get the advantage and and the privilege of having a signing bonus, which can help you. But not everybody's a, a, a top sixty pick. The MLB draft is long. It is long. It is deep. So a lot of these guys are really, really tough out. Have tough out? Tough off? Have it tough. I'll, that, that's the right wording. Okay? And I think that that's something that, especially when baseball came in and said that they wanted to cut a lot of minor league jobs, is something that awoke a crowd. And and awoke a lot of, like I said, current and past minor league players. Now, there's plenty of minor league players that uh, have come out, former minor league players. I don't think of any current minor league players came out and said this, but former ones came out and were like, oh, you know, I I, I suffered through the minors. You should have to too. And and if that's your opinion, I I, I guess, you know what, you you have every right to have any opinion you want. So, so sure. But that, that's ridiculous to me. That your mindset should not be, well, it sucked for me and and it was horrible conditions for me. So now I think that every player that goes through the minors for the rest of time should have to go through that too. Like, don't you want to, don't you want to plant a tree that leaves shade for, for like the next generation? No, no, you you just want to complain and, and be like, oh, well, I I didn't have any shade. So you don't get any either. Okay. I, I guess. That, that, that doesn't really compute in my head, but, but uh, I'm, you know, like I said, if you, that's your opinion. You have every right to it, I guess. Um, and, and I think that that's one of the bigger things that's also being discussed here is the treatment of minor league players, how many minor league players are going to be on contract for the major league clubs. Uh, Cause it's a pretty big number at this point, but the owners want to knock that down too. Uh, and, and we're starting to see some teams be proactive about it and have minor league housing. The Dodgers are the golden child for how to treat your minor league players. They really set them up for success. And uh, the Royals, I think, made an announcement last year that they were going to start having minor league housing. So we're starting to see some teams take step in the right directions. However, as a whole, it is it is really a, a tough situation. So with my magician analogy. I don't want anyone to think that I am even remotely saying that, that that someone getting paid 630k a year is the equivalent of, of a struggling magician. But in the landscape of of the entire all the salaries in baseball and when you include the minor leaguers in there, it 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 very quickly becomes that. Okay? We will get into the rest of the, the drama that has come from the lockout after I tell you all about betonline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball either. BetOnline.net has your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, 
right to the Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that online where the game starts. All right, we are back here for our final segment of Locked On Tigers. Got the name right this time. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So we've gone over minimum salary. That's a big one. And we have gone over luxury tax and we have gone over arbitration. We have one more quick update on arbitration, kind of, and then we'll get into the good update to end the show on. How does that sound? Okay, cool. So arbitration, we we already talked about the ins and outs of it. The super twos, okay? For those of you who who don't know what the super twos are, currently, how, how it's set up at the moment, or I guess currently there is no setup, but previously, the, the most recent CBA, the t- top 22% of players with the most service time in their rookie class get to go into arbitration earlier. Okay? So that is how that that's how it's worked for a very long time and those are called like I said the super twos. Okay? So if you are in the top little over a top fifth of your class in service time heading into that offseason you get to go to arbitration sooner. Uh, this is another way or another reason, I should say, that uh, front offices and ownership do service manipulation so that players cannot reach Super 2 status and get to arbitration earlier and cost the team more money. Okay, So the players' rebuttal for that, uh, this, this is not super encouraging. I'm going to be honest with you. They want 80% of players from each class to be super two status. They, they want that number to go from 22%, the top 22% to the top 80% to get to go to arbitration sooner. And again, this is them technically backing down from, oh, okay, well, if you're not going to have all our players be able to go to arbitration a year sooner, why not we just make it 80%? Right? Hey. <laughs> and the owners have stated multiple times in every single offer of theirs, they have not even gone up a single percent. They're pretty be- uh, hell bent on sticking at the 22%. So that's that's that update. Uh, also, not super encouraging and is, is a pretty, in negotiations, uh, a pretty, a pretty wild rebuttal in my eyes. They're like, hey, why don't you let everybody go to arbitration a year sooner? No? Okay. Well, how about we have a player pool that is $100 million more than yours and 80% can do it. (laughs) We're just such a far way off, man. We're still such a far way off. But there is some good news. And it might turn out to be bad news. It's not even guaranteed good news. But there is some good news. Okay, February 28th, that is the deadline. If they can get a deal done before February 28th, the season will be saved. They will have spring training starting within 10 days of whenever the deal is is finalized. And the season will still start on time. Is that a guarantee? Far from it. 
so far from it. Most people would probably tell you that it's pretty unlikely that they do. However, the one just beam of hope. And and what else do we have in this world? You know, all we have is hope. That's all we got. We got ourselves and we got hope. And the one beam of hope we have is that with the February 28th deadline being widely known by both parties, they have said that they are going to have a ton of bargaining agreements and in-person meetings and are going to have a ton of representatives from both sides fly out and starting on Monday, which is February 21st, from then until the 28th, which is obviously a week from the 21st, that's the following Monday, they're going to have a ton of meetings day in and day out. And try to get, I, I guess, try to get a deal done probably isn't the white phrasing because I'm, I'm not even 100% sure that all of this is in 100% good faith, but that's a different topic for a different day. The fact of the matter is they're going to be meeting a lot. They're going to be meeting often, every single day, possibly multiple times a day even. And, and we're not going to do this crap where we wait a month for our next offer. That's going out the window starting on Monday. We hope that pressure makes diamonds, baby. That's that's what we're hoping for. And if they can get a deal done by February 28th, the season is, is supposedly saved. Spring training will be cut a little bit, but really only by a couple weeks. And, and we st- could still get a full 162. And I, while it's def, like I said, this is definitely far from a guarantee that they're going to get a deal done in time. It's at least nice to know that we're going to have dudes there around the clock, at least talking about it, whether, whether they're actually trying to get a good deal done, whether they're actually going to make progress towards anything. It's at least nice to know that for the whole week leading up to the deadline, of, of starting the season on time, that there will be somebody from both parties discussing something at pretty much a, a, any hour you, you can imagine. So that's my, my one just, just beam of hope is that. And like I said, hope's all we got, baby. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys and gals. That will do it for today's show. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Thank you for for putting up with with the content that you're getting. Like I said, I, I hope that it's still... Uh, good and, and provides you some insight and is enjoyable to listen to in between the frustration of no deal being done. Um, but the fact of the matter is, this is what we have to talk about. And and we have to talk about it. Because again, n- n- nothing else we talk about even matters if this doesn't get done, right? I, I mean, no- nothing else we, we talk about has any weight or, or relevance if, if a deal doesn't get done. So this is by far the biggest thing going on. That's what we're going to talk about most days. And I'm sorry. I wish it was different too. But 
I, I guess my biggest thing is just making sure that it is still a good product to listen to and that you guys will still want to come back and, and still want to listen to the show and, and everything with this being the topic, at least in some capacity, whether it's a whole show like today or whether it's just the first segment, whatever. I, I, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to normalize having the entire show be about it, uh, but there was just so many updates today that we had to for today, I felt like. And it's it's the end of the week. Might as well go into the weekend. Having covered everything, we can start fresh next week and, and hopefully talk about some more fun stuff. But but like I said, at the end of the day, this is always going to be the biggest news in sport. So it's going to come up. Hope I'm doing a decent job. That's really all I care about, that uh, that that you guys are happy, really. That that's that's all this comes down to. You guys being happy with uh, with the product and, and everything while you're listening to it. So if you guys are happy, I'm happy. Like I said, thanks for listening. Thanks for rocking with me. Thanks for putting up with me and all that. Uh, we will be back next week. Hopefully, you guys have a great weekend. Hopefully, we can see some movement. We're not going to see any over the weekend. They are not going to touch any of this over the weekend. So you can have a nice, relaxing, no bad baseball news weekend. Hopefully. And, and come back ready and, and roaring on Monday for, a, for a, a big week. A big week for our sport. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope, and I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.